for Welcome to the Front Porch. Uh, this is Thabini Anyabwile, and I'm so glad that you've joined us for this episode of Pastor and People and uh, for this uh, podcast episode. I'm really excited. As a relatively new pastor in the D.C. area, one of the joys you get is to meet those faithful servants who've been laboring in the vineyard long before you got there, uh, men whose labors you kind of enter into and behind. And I uh, have the privilege today uh, of sitting down to talk to one such servant and to hear a little bit of his story and life. Uh, and that is my brother, Bishop Perrin. Amen. Good to be here, good brother. Good to meet you as well. I'm looking forward to a long, long time getting to know you and seeing the work you're doing. Praise God. It's a joy to, joy to finally get to talk and, and chop a little bit. Uh, so Bishop Perrin, let's just start with some get to know you stuff. Tell me Tell me a little bit about your background, where you're from and all that good stuff. I, I am a native of Cleveland, Ohio. All right. Where the, the convention for the GOP is going to be. <laughs> we won't hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is going to put Cleveland on the map. <laughs> but no, I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Went to the Cleveland public school systems. Uh, stayed there until I went to college. And then at that point, that was the breaking point for myself and Cleveland. Okay. All right. Now, are you you a Browns fan, Cavaliers fan? Um, I'm, I'm a Browns fan when the Browns are winning. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, brother. I hear you. I have a brother-in-law lives in Cleveland, and uh, he, you know, he's a sometimes fan too. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So he he tells me that Cleveland makes it hard for you to cheer. That is right. <laughs> I did live there during the period of Jim Brown. I was working at the stadium as a vendor, and it was wonderful just to be able to sell hot dogs but watch one of the greatest football one of players. The greatest ever. You know, How about that? So. Amen. So, so where did the Lord take you after Cleveland? You mentioned going off to college. Yeah. yeah. I went uh, first to Hamilton College in right. Clinton, New York, okay. upstate New York. Cold place, very cold. <laughs> and small town. Hmm. It was very difficult for me to be there because of coming from Cleveland and now— uh, here you were in a town that had two restaurants across the street from each other. Mm. One was for conservatives and one was the hockey kind of place wow. and yeah. Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> but very few black people. And mm. that was that was a real challenge. Stayed there for about two years. Transferred to Carnegie Mellon okay. University in yeah. Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, changed my major from English to drama. Studied to be an actor. How about that? Wanted to be rich, famous, five dogs, five houses, five <laughs> wives. Yeah. yeah, the whole bit. But um, that's how I left Cleveland. Okay, excellent, excellent. Yeah. But now at some point you you um, you finished up in Pittsburgh there. I finished at Pittsburgh um, and went a major change. When I drove into Pittsburgh, um, I I wasn't saved at the time. But as soon as I drove into the city, I had this sense that something great mm. and wonderful was going to happen mm. for me in Pittsburgh. Um, of course, what I thought in my mind was that, well, I come here to be study to be an actor. I'll get discovered and get a great agent, cast a great part, and end up uh, television, movies, and so on. But what actually happened was, um, my wife was praying that I would just change because I had already had many of the manifestations of Hollywood okay. in terms of fast life and debauchery. And, mm. and so she was just praying that, that I, a change would come about. A, so you're, you're married at this point? I'm married at that okay. point. When, when yeah. did you and your wife marry? 
Uh, now that's a tough question to ask me now okay. in terms of years. Um, but it would have been my second year in college. Okay. Right. So somewhere there. All right. um, so what happened was um, she kind of been praying that I would change. And actually, I got kind of caught up in the lifestyle and got weary of it. Hmm. And hmm. I was I was in a pitch black field on Carnegie Mellon's campus, football field. And uh, I looked up in the sky and I said, God, if you are, save me. Amen. And walked out of the field. And from that point, that next week, I felt led. Now, all of this now, I would connect to the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But I didn't then. Mm -hmm. But for the first time, I had a sense of like, this is where you're supposed to go. And I didn't know Pittsburgh. I pretty much was on campus, stayed on campus. But it said, get in your car and drive. And I got in the car and drove to the Hill District. Okay. Um, and then it said, make a right right here. And I made a right. Said, you're here. You're there. And when I looked at the building, it was like a warehouse. Mm. And I said, I don't see a church and anything. Turn the corner. When I turned the corner, it was a building that had been renovated to, to be a church building. Okay. And I went in and First Sunday I went there, uh, the pastor was not there. He was away visiting. And so I said, well, you know, let's come back next Sunday and see what the real preacher's like. <laughs> he might, you know, be a dud. <laughs> so we came back the next week, and the next week he preached that it's given unto men once to die and then the judgment. Mm -hmm. And for the first time in my life, I experienced the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Amen conviction for my lifestyle, for all the things that I had done, the way that treated my wife and mm. just attitudes. Um, and so I got up. I was sitting in the balcony. I was sitting as far away <laughs> as I possibly could. But that text fired, man. If you're in the building, you get burned, bro. <laughs> Walked down, gave my life uh, to the Lord. Mm. And my wife, she was following behind me. She said, I don't know what he's doing. You know, but whatever he's doing, I want to do it too. About that? And so they said, well, don't worry. We have some Bible studies. You attend the Bible studies. When you come into an awareness of what is being asked of you by the Lord, then you make the decision. That's good. A couple of weeks thereafter, we got baptized together. Um, that was a tough moment, the baptism. Mm. It was a tough moment because... I was very conscious of the lifestyle I had lived. Mm. And I certainly didn't have enough theology to know that it was already, but not yet, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. But so the pastor, he said, um, if you all knew what a catch we have here today. Mm. And I was saying to myself, you don't know me. Mm -hmm. I'm, man, I'm a terrible guy. I've done some terrible things in my life. And he said, no. This is a great catch, a great day for, and that was, was a whole group of people being baptized, but he totally singled me out. And so I'm feeling like, gosh, you know, I wish he wouldn't do that. But he turned out to be right. Mm. And uh, within a year, I was pledged to, felt called to the ministry. Amen. And within a short time thereafter, went to seminary, Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary. Mm. That was 
Oh, as a pilgrimage. Amen. Praise God, brother. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. So so back up just a little bit for me and and talk a bit about that calling. Mm-hmm. So you're a Christian for about a year and you began to feel that calling. What's that like? How did you discern that and and sort of unpack that for folks? Well, first I was studying to be an actor mm-hmm. and I really wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but as after I got into the church, the church was really a Bible-believing church, Bible-teaching, discipling church. Mm. In fact, it happened to have been Baptist, but I didn't even know it was Baptist until about a year after. How about that? You know, because the emphasis was so much on equipping people and training and developing people. And so I got into studying the Word. My wife got into studying the Word. We even got competitive in the study of the Word. <laughs> Um, caused tension. <laughs> but um, I was doing strike duty for Airco Products okay. in Butler, Pennsylvania. Um, strike duty is just where you're working 12 hours a day for a company that's on strike, and they have to have a guard there. And so I had signed up for it. I started out reading that summer one hour of the scriptures and nine hours of theater. Mm. My, my goal was I'm going to go back next year and kill them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I started reading next I started reading two hours of the Bible and ten hours of, of theater and before I knew it, it was six hours of the Bible and wow. six hours of theater and before I knew it I was just reading the Bible period and telling everybody that I could about what I was reading and explaining and so forth and when I reached a point where there was nothing else that I would rather do than read proclaim explain the word of God, I took it as a call mm. Amen. and surrendered my life. Amen. Amen. So I didn't see an air cold products in the field. <laughs> David, go preach. <laughs> just, uh, Amen. just meet with the Lord in his word. Yeah, I was out First there day. in the wilderness because Butler was kind of a rural, small town area. Mm-hmm. But um get to walk around the whole base and they're just me and Jesus and mm. reading and praying. And, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Do you remember your first sermon? I do. I, I remember um, it was on the soil. Mm. Uh, preached on the soil, the various types Amen. and so forth. That was my first sermon. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So go down to Gordon Conwell. Uh, yeah. Study there. Yeah. Tell me about your years at, at Gordon Conwell. Gordon was great. Uh, of course, now, up until this time, I had not studied Bible. Okay. So, even though I had been raised in a family that was Christian. Okay. Um, my father was Methodist, okay. CME. My mother was Holiness and actually was a minister. So, okay. yeah. um, all my life I'd been around, I'd, I'd heard that the wages of sin is death mm. in both sides. And even as a child in the CME church, which was a little unusual, um, I was about seven or eight years old. A friend of mine wanted to go down to the altar. And so I said, hey, I'll go down with you. So we, we get down to the altar. And the pastor was a gentleman named Pastor Coles, who became Bishop Coles in the CME church. Uh, but he said to me, he said, you're going to be a minister. How about that? I'm seven or eight years old, and I ran out of the church. It totally, <laughs> totally blew me, you know, that? altogether. But again, years later, these pronouncements by men of God proved to be true in my right in my life. Wow! When I got to Gordon, 
I didn't know a lot in terms of, you know, um, all the things that were thrown. In fact, when I went to Gordon, my feeling was that God called people to be preachers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He don't call them to do anything else. Mm -hmm. But I was immediately blown away because there were people there called to do bookstores, people there for construction ministries, people there puppet ministries, people there with uh, teaching ministries, international missions ministries. Mm -hmm. uh, it went on and on and on and on, mm -hmm. singing, psalmist, arts, even drama. Mm. And so there for a minute, it was like, well, maybe maybe God didn't come. Maybe I'm supposed to be <laughs> back in theater. But uh, nothing that I touched in theater at that time prospered. Mm. Uh, mm. It always never worked out. It tends to work out now, but it didn't then. Mm. And I think that was clearly to keep me from getting confused on what track I was supposed to be on. Um, but Gordon was great. I learned a lot, had a lot to learn, mm. still got a lot to learn, mm. but definitely the whole realm of theology and books and studying and um, the intensity of it mm. was, was, mm. was awesome. Amen. Amen. And so you're there in, you're there at Gordon for four years or so? Yeah, I went there in 75 and graduated in 78. Okay. Timothy and Keller just okay. left. How about that? Yeah. How about that? And did you um, did you go sort of straight into the ministry following your time there? Or? No, I didn't. What when I graduated from from Gordon, I went to Howard University as a chaplain mm -hmm. for Tom Skinner Associates. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Skinner reminds me a little bit of yourself. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he would, Tom Skinner would have a front porch. Mm. If, and the whole idea that you have, the concept, the conversationalness of it, that would be kind of Tom, Tom Skinner-ish, mm. if you would. Uh, praise God. You know? Praise God. Good, yeah. faithful brother. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. But I was a chaplain for Tom Skinner Associates at Howard's campus and um, went from there after serving there for about a year and a half, two years, somewhere there, went to the Christian Action Council. Okay. And they were involved in helping women who were in crisis pregnancies nice. to save their children. And so I was a developer for them, a director. Did that for a year. Mm. Received my first call to pastor church. Went to Friendship Baptist Church in upstate New York. Okay. Corning, New York. All right, back to upstate New York. Back there again. Yeah. Stayed there for about two and a half years. Came to Howard to work on a doctorate in okay. communications. And uh, that's where I started at Parkway Baptist Church, which became Church of the Great Commission. All right. And Amen. then which led to Great Commission Global Ministries. Amen. 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 Well, I wonder if on the next episode you might pick up the story there with uh, Great Commission and your ministry there and um, sort of how you became interested in, in missions and the work of missions in that way. Sure. All right. We look forward to that. 